Welcome to Full Disclosure, a podcast to provide legal information and updates to individuals, businesses and business advisors in South Australia. This podcast is brought to you by Mellor Olson Lawyers, a full-service South Australian law firm. The information, opinions and advice in this podcast are for general information only. In today's episode, we're talking with Mellor Olson partner, Joanna Andrew. Joanna is a personal injury lawyer and also has a growing corporate governance practice with strong board experience and working closely with organisations to minimise and manage their risk. Welcome, Joanna. Thank you, Lucy. I've invited you along today to provide some insights into the importance of developing and implementing risk management in small to medium businesses. I know that many business owners and managers often find themselves lying awake at night worrying about what they should be doing regarding protecting themselves against business risk. As someone who provides advice to boards and businesses specifically on this topic, I was wondering if you could break this down for us today. Certainly. The first task to look at when discussing risk management is what is risk? By simple definition, risk is the uncertainty of outcomes or results when we are looking into the future. It requires a judgment call when weighing up the benefits and consequences of undertaking a particular action, making a decision or deciding a strategy. It is critical to the development of the business, uh, but at the same time can be the undoing of the business. As a result, we look to manage risk as best as we can, and by doing that, we coordinate and best direct and control risk to have a structured response. So if you're listening to this and say you're a small business owner, maybe a cafe, or you're a larger organisation, what businesses should be looking at managing risk? Risk management forms part of governance of every business. And in this regard, it doesn't matter how small or large your business is. What will alter slightly is how hands-on you are in the mitigation of the risk. Obviously, the smaller the organisation, the more hands are you on in practice. My understanding is that identifying risk in your business could be a little bit like opening up Pandora's box. Is there any structure that can be put around identifying risk, prioritising and managing that risk? Mm. The best structure of risk management is creating your own risk appetite, forming your strategy to identify and manage the risks, and then monitoring the risks. Can we talk about risk appetite and responsibility then? Sure. Assessing your own risk appetite as a business director is a must before putting in place the governance structures to manage this risk. This is the responsibility of the director or directors, whether it's a small, medium or large organisation. In medium to larger companies, you will find that the board supervises the risk and management implements the risk. So is the risk appetite essentially a way of determining how far you'll go with assessing the risk? So what you're aiming for is to have an agreed risk appetite statement. And to start the process, it is important to engage and get on board all involved in your business. And this includes the employees, stakeholders, shareholders and management. This will also help you set the tone of your business in accordance with that risk. So do you need to reach an agreement on that appetite? Everyone needs to be in general agreement of the risk appetite that you've set. If there isn't a synergy in this respect, then not only does it undermine the risk program, but potentially creates a greater risk. Sounds like it could get a bit cyclical. (laughs) Is there anything that should be considered when determining risk appetite? In determining your risk appetite, there should be consideration and discussion as to the future risks, especially headline risks, and what amount of risk you're willing to take on and accept. 
Ultimately, this will depend on what's at stake in relation to a particular risk and the likelihood of it occurring. So the appetite's there. How do businesses go about actually identifying and managing risk? So risk is in relation to all aspects of your business. Risk can be categorised into financial, people, governance and organisational risk. What needs to happen is identifying the areas of the risk for your business and then activate a system of monitoring and compliance. Shall we start with financial risk? Financial risk is probably one of the greatest source of anxiety for business owners and directors. It is what keeps us up at night. The, the extent to which you monitor this risk is also dependent on the company's health financially. So what are some examples of financial risk? The most obvious recent example is the COVID pandemic. So what are some of the risks when it comes to people? Risk in relation to people has an impact on culture, recruitment and performance. How you award your employees has a direct impact on the culture you're trying to create or maintain. For example, if you reward based solely on financials and achieving or exceeding budgets and sales margins, how does that help the quality of customer service or product that you deliver? We only need to look at the recent Royal Commissions in that regard. Organisational culture is central to risk. Culture is categorised as the way we do things around here. In the end, you can have the best risk management system in place, but if the culture doesn't reflect or mirror the same, it is not worth the paper it's written on. For example, a business that stresses profits above all and accepts that work health safety is fine in theory, but we do what we need to do to get things done around here, means that the management of risk in relation to work health safety is ineffective and undermined by the company culture. This in turn puts the company at greater risk. You mentioned governance and operation risk. What does that entail? Risk in relation to governance and operations is the one that generally takes up the most time. This is where risk management systems are critical. So, Joanna, you're essentially trying to establish a strategy to mitigate risk for the business. Yes, establishing a mitigation strategy to address the risk is key. It might seem like a daunting task to assess all the risks in your business, and there are consultants that can come in and do this for you. However, start with the stuff that keeps you up at night. And COVID has certainly increased our risk in this regard. Firstly, start with identifying the risk. Then create a policy um, and your position in relation to that particular risk uh, and implement and educate your employees, stakeholders and visitors in relation to the policies and procedures that are in place. Joanna, could you possibly provide an example? Well, work health safety is a great example. The identification of all work health safety risks within your business will vary on the nature of your business. For example, if you own a winery, it encompasses from the vineyard to use of machinery, chemicals, sheds and the cellar door. The second step is putting into place policies to minimise the risks as far as reasonably practical. These need to be practical and realistic. They stem from ensuring responsible alcohol consumption to up-to-date forklift licences required at all times and everything in between. The third step is communication and education of your staff and visitors to your business about the policies and procedures in place. And what about monitoring and documenting risk? This is the final part of the process. A reporting system that is live and transparent is key to ensuring that you are monitoring the risks. This includes people not being afraid to report accidents or even near accidents that occur on your property. A work health safety system that encourages true and transparent reporting is important in monitoring this level of risk. One that incentivises zero tolerance 
um, only disinhibits the reporting and therefore the true picture. So KPIs and indicators are useful in this regard. What type of systems and frameworks can you put around identifying and managing risk? A risk matrix structure is often used as part of the process to identify risks in the organisation. It aims to identify unique risks, measure the risk, monitor and report the risk, control the risk and continually look at ways to improve in which we can handle this particular risk. Does risk vary from business to business and industry mm. to industry? It does. As every company is unique, there is not one size fits all approach. It is therefore important for you to understand the nature of the business upon which your company operates. And I know this sounds logical, but from a director perspective, that is crucial. For example, a company in manufacturing will have compliance risks in environmental law, where the EPA is a regulator, and work health safety laws. Both these areas are what we lawyers call strict liability, which means that if a code or law is breached, there are automatic consequences for the directors of the company, which can include jail in some instances. And a risk management framework is therefore essential to ensure that you are monitoring your risks as best we can. How do you go about prioritising? I imagine if the appetite for risk is there, the list could be quite vast. The framework is comprised of structures and processes to ensure that you are identifying and assessing and monitoring the risk. This also ties in with your obligations that you have to ensure that your business is legally compliant. Risk management process includes identifying a range of categories from catastrophic risk through to insignificant risk and everything major and minor and moderate in between. This is assessed according to cost and people. The traffic light system is a common form of risk management. This enables you to adjust and alter the particular level of risk according to the change in environment, both internally and externally. A review monthly is therefore good practice. So quite simply, red, orange, green. Yeah, exactly. Red is high risk and can be assessed against a likelihood um, and consequences of it occurring out of 10. So for example, an eight out of 10 is considered high risk and high consequences. Generally, it is accepted that red requires immediate action and attention. Orange is medium risk and it's on the watch and wait category, whereas green is on the low risk scale. How do you go about resourcing risk management? I mean, this sounds like quite a body of work. Well, one example of a structural process is to create a risk management subcommittee uh, that reports to the directors. In smaller company structures, there are external risk consultants that can assist you in identifying and setting up your risk management appetite and structures. Um, and it's generally considered good governance uh, to obtain external advice in relation to the particular risks that your businesses face and how best to monitor them. What are some of the benefits of risk management? Well, risk management can also help you realise the opportunities that may have otherwise been foregone because of your fear of that particular risk. The benefits of risk management as to business owners um, mean fewer surprises as a result of proactive identification and management, reduced loss as a result of planning and better decision making in a more um, considered and structured and timely manner and it also ensures that everyone in your business is on the same page. So to summarise Joanna, what do you say is the key to good strategic risk management? The key to good risk management is firstly setting your own risk appetite for your business. Secondly, it's identifying the risks that your business faces. Thirdly, putting in place structures such as risk management system, 
traffic light or the risk matrix structure. And then finally, reviewing and monitoring the system. You don't want to be the owner of a business that is on the front page of the paper for a major environmental disaster. And you don't want to be responsible for an injury or a death of an employee that was avoidable. You also don't want to be found to be ripping your customers off for misleading and deceptive conduct. These are all risks that businesses face. In the end, it's about doing the right thing by your business, employees and the stakeholders. With a good risk management program, it can alleviate a lot of anxiety for business owners. And to quote Charlotte Bronte, a ruffled mind makes a restless pillow. Wow. Well, thank you, Joanna, very much for your time today. Thank you, Lucy. The information in this podcast is general in nature. For podcast terms and conditions, for more information on Joanna, governance and risk management, or Mellor Olson Lawyers, visit molawyers.com.au.